Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Sorry, it's a bit late here on Friday, September 4th. It is Labor Day weekend. I took this Friday off to have an extra long weekend and was out uh, cruising around with the fam earlier today, but I am back and ready to chat about some player updates based on Zoom availabilities that have taken place uh, over yesterday and today. Players just talking about the end of the season and some ailments that they were dealing with as well as their futures with the team. So we'll get to that in a moment. Before we do, I would like to encourage you, if you have not already, to smash that subscribe button on your podcast app of choice, whether it's Apple, uh, Spotify, Pocket Casts. Uh, It would be greatly appreciated. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download listen and enjoy. If you could throw up a a star rating and a review, that would be even better. And I would uh, be your best friend forever. You can find me on twitter.com at ENC McLaren. Same on Instagram. If you're on that platform as well, you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins and any long form feedback you'd like to send. It can be done at locked on Boston Bruins at gmail.com. Now on with the show, and there's a bit of good news, bad news when it comes to the future of the Bruins' blue line. Let's first begin with the good news, and that comes from Captain Zdeno Chara, who made it clear on Thursday that he intends to play in 2020-2021 and would like nothing more than to finish up his career as a member of the Boston Bruins. Now, the 43-year-old said he... And his representatives have yet to have conversations with the Bruins about a new contract. But if it was up to him, he'll be back for his 15th season in black and gold where he belongs. He said, I feel strong physically, I'm positive, and I believe I can still play this game and contribute to the team. I want to stay in Boston. I want to be a Boston Bruin. I want to continue to lead by example and share my experiences and my game skills with the younger players and my teammates. That hasn't changed. I'm committed. We'll see what's going to happen next. There was some speculation that Chara might hang up the skates following the double overtime loss in Game 5 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was even mentioned on the NBC broadcast, but he made it clear that these comments caught him by surprise and that he has every intention of coming back and extending his career. He said, I'm committed to the Boston Bruins committed to the Boston fans and the city of Boston. I expressed that a number of times. He added he's excited about the future of this team. They're going to do whatever they can to win another Stanley Cup. He wasn't going to reflect on some of the rumors that have been out there. He didn't hear any of these rumors directly. Obviously, he was shaking hands at the time. And uh, he didn't want it to be an unnecessary distraction to his teammates and the organization. He's expressed to his agent that he would like to meet with management and make it a priority sooner than later uh, to get a deal done with the Bruins. Now, during the playoffs, 
His ice time was quite down. He's become more of a defensive specialist, uh, you know, starting with defensive zone, face-offs, playing a bit on the penalty kill. Um, certainly not a top-minute guy, a top-pair guy, even a second-pair guy at this point, uh, which is fine. He's still a very effective defenseman and, you know, a, let's say a one-year deal, $2 million dollars, for him to play that role uh, sure beats the hell out of other options available out there. Now, again, this is all coming from Chara, and there's no reason to believe that the Bruins would not reciprocate that desire. He did say he's confident, but at the same time, he's been in the business and around hockey for so long that you know there are different circumstances and possibilities. But again, he wants to play for the Boston Bruins and he'll see what decisions are going to be made by his agent and upper management. You know, it's up to them to get it worked out. He said if it comes down to having to play elsewhere, then that's something he'll think about and talk about later. He loves Boston, loves the city. He thinks they have the best fans in the world, and he has no plans to move or go anywhere else. At this point, Chara's career is being defined as much by its longevity as its greatness. He has played both his 1,000th and 1,500th games with the Bruins. He's only the sixth defenseman in league history to reach that 1,500-game mark, and he's now just 214 games shy of Gordie Howe's all-time record of 1,767. It would take you know, a significant commitment for Char to reach that number. Uh, you know, By my math, that's just shy of three more regular seasons. But, uh, you know, he's just striving to to keep playing. He said there's only a few players who are still active, like Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe. You kind of can't avoid to know how high their numbers are getting. His emphasis and his focus is on the team. He wants to continue to play, not because he wants to set any sort of games record, but because he believes he still has a lot to offer, a lot to bring to the team. He said, I believe in my abilities, and I continue to go after my dreams. My dreams are not reaching stats. My dreams are to compete, be on the ice in crucial situations, and defend when it matters, making strong defensive plays. It's always being out there and being on the ice, doing my thing, and in the offseason being ready and being in the best possible shape, helping my teammates to be a good leader and do whatever I can to help the team win. He said he's more driven, more dedicated, than just going out there and being okay with putting on the uniform, going through the motions, and not being engaged. From a Bruins perspective, that's, you know, what more do you want to hear from your captain, from one of the best players in franchise history, and especially after an early playoff exit that, let's be honest, we all hoped wouldn't be the case, that we hoped that they would get back to the Stanley Cup final. We hoped that he would have won last year uh, as well. But um, he said they shouldn't be hanging their heads. They had a strong regular season. They proved that they're one of the top contending teams in the league. The pause affected them, to be sure. And, you know, moving forward, he's still very passionate about playing the game. And he clearly loves playing with this group. As he said, I think we have a very strong bond with our teammates and just try to do our best to be committed to this organization and to winning another Stanley Cup. So, you know, sooner than later, we may hear tell of a contract 
agreement reached by the Bruins and Zdeno Chara, and I, for one, fully support it and uh, am thankful that he's willing to extend his career to be this defensive specialist for the Bruins and uh, to be that imposing figure on the ice and a true leader off the ice. And we're so lucky to have Zdeno Chara still in the mix. Before we get to the bad news, let's talk for a moment about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors. Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but the best part is that they are good for you. For the health-conscious person, they're the perfect treat to have during the day. You can uh, you know, maintain or lose weight. They're great for the keto diet, uh, low sugar, high fiber, high protein, and just truly delicious. I'm very excited to get my next box of Built Bars. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, your next box can be had at $10 off the regular price if you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's BuiltBar.com. Create your own box of Built Bars, picking and choosing from the various flavors that they have. And at checkout, use promo code LOCKEDON in order to get $10 off your next order. Now let's go to the bad news, and that would be the fact that it sure sounds like Tory Krug has his mind set on exploring unrestricted free agency, seeing what he can get on the open market, and um, yeah, looking to really cash in on his value as a 29-year-old defenseman who will probably only get one crack at a long-term high-value contract extension in the NHL. He said on Thursday, I don't really know what the future holds in terms of the coming weeks and free agency isn't until a week after the season ends in terms of the Stanley Cup being awarded. He said that discussions with the Bruins have been very, very few and far between as of late. And he added, we'll see. There's a lot of time between now and then. I'm willing to sit back and see what happens here. He added he spent his whole adult life, his whole professional career with the Bruins organization and done seemingly everything they've asked of me. He's proud of that. He said he's put all his energy into helping the Bruins try to win games, win championships, and we've come close twice now. That would be 2013 when he first came aboard and, of course, 2019. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards for us. I'm a big believer that there's a journey for us all, whether it's here or somewhere else. I'm not too worried about it or anxious about it. He said there is an emotional attachment to Boston. Uh, it's a mistake that a lot of athletes get caught up in when they start their professional careers. And there's nothing personal about it. It's business from both ends. And that is one comment where you get a very clear sense that he's not going to a, take a team-friendly deal in order to remain with the Bruins and that he will not let kind of his personal relationships with the team make this decision for him. He's going to be looking out for Tory Krug and for his family. He turns 30 very soon and as a smaller defenseman, you know, wear and tear starts to add up and a long-term deal with high value could be of certain risk, but there will be teams out there without question who will be lining up to try to woo Tory Krug and bring him to their cities on that kind of a deal. He said he knows 
This is his chance to make the most of the opportunity to secure a significant contract and that he's very opposed to any kind of one-year prove-it type deal. Uh, in that scenario, say, the Bruins would you know, get him to sign a one-year deal with the hopes of signing him long-term next summer when even more cap space comes off the books. After his three-year entry-level deal, the Michigan native signed two uh, short-term contracts with the Bruins for 2014-15, 2015-16, before landing the current four-year deal that made him Boston's highest-paid defenseman at $5.25 million per season. He said teams have to put the best teams forward, spending certain amounts of money, and athletes have one shot at making all their money in their career. Whether you play one, two, three years in the league, up to 10 to 15 years, you have one shot to do it all. Not necessarily true, but I see where he's coming from. He said he realizes that it is what it is. There definitely is an emotional attachment. There's no secret. He's been very outspoken about being, you know, enamored with Boston, enamored with his teammates. But part of the business is making these more practical, pragmatic decisions. He said it stinks. But, you know, they'll wait and see what happens. Uh, it's not just about money. He qualified that, saying it weighs heavily on any decision that an athlete can make. You can make all the money in the world and have all the security in the world. But if you're not comfortable in the situation and not happy, then every day is going to be tough to get up and excited to show up to work and give it your all. He said it's very important and tough to forecast two, three, four years down the line and try to understand what the fit will feel like then, because obviously players move on, coaches move on in every situation. Those are some of the things he has to consider, and it's a big part of the decision. He's made it well known that he feels very comfortable in Boston and likes his role here, comfortable with the coach, loves his teammates, and that will be a big part of the decision. He did admit that he hasn't really thought of uh, any other situations at this point as free agency approaches. He'll have to see the lay of the land. Um, he has been very hopeful that he would be back with the Bruins. He's very proud of what he's done with the Bruins and being part of the core group. Guys have come and gone, he said, and I've managed to stay for eight years and very happy that I was part of it. Hopefully it continues and hopefully I'm still a Bruin. But this is just the situations that that's out there. So it's a hard road to navigate for both Don Sweeney and Tory Krug. Uh, I don't fault Krug at all for uh, trying to maximize his value, do what's best for his family. Um, if it means leaving the Bruins, then, you know, he gave it his all here for sure. And I will wish him well moving forward. Maybe not so much if he signs with the Canadians. That's one team that's out there as a potential candidate. Uh, I've said many times that I believe he could be tempted to go back to the Red Wings, although they don't seem to be lining up to contend anytime soon. But who knows what can happen uh, in that time. So, yeah, Tory Krug, at the very least, will you know be listening to any offer that comes his way in free agency, and we'll see... Uh, if he's blown out of the water by one of those deals and whether or not Don Sweeney can convince him uh, to stick around, but it's not looking great at this point. Another, maybe not bad news, but scary news came out 
here on Friday from Chris Wagner, who told uh, media on a Zoom call that in Game 4 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning, he began suffering from an elevated heart rate in the second period. He tried to play through it before realizing that something wasn't quite right. He said, my heart rate was kind of pounding. I'm usually pretty good about recovering on the bench. Kind of knew something was up and kind of played through the second with the racing heartbeat. Started to get some tests done in between the second and the third. When it comes to your heart, you've got to be really careful, and that scared me a lot. We all remember, of course, uh, what happened with Rich Peverly in Dallas, uh, Jay Bowmeister just this season uh, with the St. Louis Blues, Yuri Fisher uh, years back as well. It's something that teams are more aware of because of those two more recent incidents. And uh, medical staff during intermission of Game 4 determined Wagner had an irregular heartbeat known as an atrial fibrillation. And it required a trip to a hospital in Toronto for several hours. Further testing determined that he would recover and that it's unlikely there will be any long-term effects. He said, obviously, I'm going to get more tests done. It's a pretty common issue with athletes, but it could be a one-time thing. And uh, as far as heart problems go, it's it's not the worst thing out there. Uh, but... Uh, he has not had any heart issues in the past, so it, it certainly came out of the blue and, and caught him by surprise. And uh, I guess he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to play past Game 5. Uh, he did have to quarantine after leaving the bubble to go to the hospital. The doctors did say he was fine. It was an elimination game. He probably would have tried to give it a whirl, but it was the quarantine part that uh, kept him out of the lineup for Game 5 against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which the Bruins did, of course, lose. Let's wrap up with a couple more notes from Bruins players based on their Zoom availabilities here on Friday. Uh, David Pasternak addressed the media saying, you know, again, just admitting that it was not a smooth return to the rink this summer. He missed nearly all of training camp due to quarantine requirements. I think he was in quarantine for 28 days. He had upwards of 23, 24 COVID-19 tests that all came back negative, but because he was exposed to someone with the virus, you know, he had to go through that whole rigmarole. He did finish the postseason with 10 points, three goals and seven assists in 10 games, but he acknowledged that he was never really at full strength. He did have a lower body injury that was bothering him pretty much every game. Uh, there was speculation that he was injured celebrating a double overtime uh, winner by Patrice Bergeron in game one against Carolina. Um, but he said it was something where he could still play. He wasn't 100% at all, but it got to the point where he could play through it. And again, he said... Training camp, it was unfortunate. The rules are he was stuck up in quarantine for 28 days with about 20 to 25 negative tests. That's obviously tough, and he really wished he could have been part of training camp. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said the other day that uh, Pasternak and Andre Kasha, their conditioning wasn't really up to par. Uh, Pasternak kind of debated that, saying he didn't 
feel bad conditioning-wise. Uh, he felt good there, actually. The f- main focus for him was the injury, and that was the main thing bothering him. Uh, he was feeling good. It's more fun when you're feeling healthy and you feel like a, you can contribute more to help the team. The whole thing, he said, was very frustrating, but it's part of hockey and it's stuff you're going to deal with and obviously try to prevent it as a player. These kind of injuries just happen. He didn't specify exactly what it was, but we do know it was of the lower body variety. Pasternak, we all know, tied for the league lead with 48 goals, and he will always look back, he said, with a sense of kind of, uh, not regret, but perhaps dread, given how things transpired through the pandemic. He said it was a crazy season. Nobody expected this to happen. The only thing that comes to mind is that I want things to go back to normal. Well, we can all relate to that, David, for sure. He's really excited. He can't wait to be back for next season, and hopefully things are going to be fine. Sean Corrali was another player who was uh, banged up. He said he had a nagging groin injury that forced him to sit out. It had been bothering him for a couple games, and he tried to play through it. And it got to a point where it was not able to heal while he was still playing. It was just getting worse. And speaking of groin injuries, Patrice Bergeron said on Thursday that he also has been dealing with a nagging groin injury. And uh, it's a lingering issue, a chronic issue. And he's going to have to take some time off, make sure that it's back to feeling good. Uh, it's the same song and dance that I've been telling you guys for a few years. So that's a bit concerning as well. It's it's not really something that's going away. He requires regular maintenance days uh, and misses practice from time to time, as we all know. Finally, Yaroslav Halak said he's been in touch with Tuka Rask on several occasions, even after Rask departed the bubble during the first round to be with his family. Halak believes the duo will be back together again next season. We were good friends off the ice, so we kept talking outside of the bubble. I talked to him a bunch of times. Obviously, the approach for next season doesn't change anything. We'll be together and hopefully better than ever. If anybody believes that the Bruins won't welcome him back with open arms, uh, then, uh, I don't know, we we might not be able to be friends. I will not accept any Tuca slander uh, in my mentions. As I record here, Game 7 between the Stars and Avalanche is getting underway. There will be two other Game 7s this weekend. The Golden Knights and the Canucks and the Flyers and the Islanders. Every series but Boston versus Tampa involved a team coming back from a 3-1 deficit, which kind of sucks. My picks for those, let's go Colorado, Vancouver, and the Islanders. And then uh, I'm not really sure who uh, I'll be rooting for from that point but on. But uh, yeah, I'll make some predictions on Monday. Speaking of the Islanders Flyers series, Oscar Lindblom uh, returned to action on Thursday following a seven-month battle with Ewing's sarcoma, a form of bone cancer. And uh, it was amazing to see him back in action. He said he was trying to stay positive throughout chemo. He knew he'd play one day, but didn't know when. And obviously hard to step into a playoff game, but uh, just amazing to see him out there. And uh, really cool uh, story for sure. 
That's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. That's it for this week's episodes. Obviously, following the Game 5 loss, a lot of this week's content has been kind of wrapping up the season, uh, laying out what some of the storylines will be moving forward, and getting the responses and reactions from uh, Bruce Cassidy, from players, Perhaps next week we'll hear from Don Sweeney, Cam Neely about the state of the team moving forward. Uh, I should remind you that the podcast will remain daily for the time being, at least through the end of the Stanley Cup final, probably through the draft as well, into free agency. So you can expect Monday to Friday regular content. I'm going to be trying to connect with more uh, Bruins fans and friends and media members out there to get on the podcast uh, because it can be... uh, you know, hearing me talk to myself every day might get a bit tiring for you. So I'll try to get some uh, people on there. Hope you all have a great Labor Day weekend. And, uh, you know, uncertain times with school getting back in session, people going back to work and all that. Uh, But, uh, you know, we are a community here. And if you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out via at ENC McLaren or Locked On Boston Bruins at gmail.com or at LO underscore Boston Bruins uh, for the show's Twitter handle as well. Appreciate you all for listening. Uh, Thank you to those who subscribe and download on a regular basis. It truly means a lot. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves and take care of each other, friends. Talk to you again next week.